Welcome to Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE. My name is John Cray, President and CEO of the Manufacturer and Business Association. It is my pleasure to welcome Desri Friend, Senior Government Relations Representative with the MBA, back to our program. Desri was with us in July and is back to provide us with an update. He's going to tell us a little bit more about uh, the department and what all some of our priorities are for this coming fall, uh, but also what's been going on recently as well. So with that being said, Desri, if you would please uh, share with you uh, share with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background. Sure, John. Thanks for having us on again. Um, excited always to talk about the exciting things I get to do uh, in the Government Affairs Department at the Manufacturing Business Association. Um, I think I have one of the best jobs because I get to constantly advocate uh, on behalf of our members, on behalf of the members, uh, to advance pro-growth and pro-business policies, uh, something I have a background in policy, so it, it's just a natural fit. Um, some little update on some things that we do. Um, last time we talked more specifically on one policy, and that's association health plans, and there's been progress there. But outside of that, we, um, we're kind of a jack-of-all-trades. We provide uh, grassroots efforts to our members to get more involved in the political process, to get more involved in advocacy specifically for pro-growth policies that affect their operations. Um, as well as provide a resource to legislators as the voice of business. Time and time again, um, we get phone calls, we get emails from legislators, from their staff saying, hey, we're about to push this piece of legislation or an amendment has come down the line. What does your members think on this? And they take our thoughts and our membership feedback into account before they vote. So when you get an email from me or you get a phone call asking, hey guys, this is coming down the line, what do you think? Be assured your voice is being heard by those in Harrisburg and in D.C. And that's been established by relationships that the organization has had dating back over 100 years now. Mm -hmm. um, so some of those things that we do is um, not only uh, do I solicit uh, that way, but also bringing leaders to the membership. Just recently, we were fortunate to have the Pennsylvania Speaker of the House, Brian Cutler, um, to our facility here just last month. Um, obviously, due to some uh, COVID restraints, we weren't allowed to open it to as many people as we would have liked and made it into as big of an event as it usually would have been. Um, but we were able to have a very intimate group uh, that are active in our policy uh, formulation to provide him input directly. Um, it was a great opportunity. This guy is the highest-ranking elected official in the General Assembly. So for us to have a voice at that high level, uh, it was a really good opportunity for us to put our priorities out front. Good stuff. To your, to your point, Jezri, the, the founding of the association clear back in 1905. At the time, um, there were 65 manufacturers, literally if you went right down the 12th Street Corridor, and uh, they had received word that there was a pending tax that was about to be levied in the state. And those 65 manufacturers were sitting around looking at one another, and they decided, well, rather than all 65 of us go, why don't you go? And that literally was the first step, the beginning of what was referred to as the MAE, Manufacturer mm -hmm. Association of Erie. So um, it truly is in our, in our roots, if you will. And, um, you know, while our headquarters are certainly here in Erie, the bulk of our activity is primarily state and federal um, at the federal level. And I think what, what may surprise our, our listeners sometimes is because we do reach out and, and talk to the members, 
Um, one of the things that, that I'm most proud of, and, and it's, a, it's a testament to your efforts, but it's also a testament to the members' willingness to get involved is um, while we certainly get calls from members asking questions, to your point, we hear from the legislators as well because they want to hear from them mm-hmm. as a member company, and we want to get them in front of the legislator because it truly carries a lot more weight. And it, and it doesn't necessarily need to be, while we're certainly proud to have, you know, Parker Lord, uh, Wabtech as members, our, our larger Erie Insurance for that matter, Right. the legislator is interested in hearing from any employer. So whether they have five employees or 10 or 1,010, um, so, and you guys have done a great job of engaging the membership. Um, considering that and, and looking at what we have coming up in, in the fall, um, what are some things that, that, that are on the horizon? We're going to get to what we're working on now, but kind of looking out a little bit longer term, what are some things that, that, that are, is on our priority list for the fall so that people can be looking for that sort of thing? Absolutely. So as we, um, for those politicos who are a little deeper into the, the weeds, uh, like myself, uh, this past year, the budget was passed in June. That's the state budget I'm referring to. Um, but it wasn't completed. They kind of split it in half. And so this fall, there will be a huge priority um, on the budget, COVID pushing things, you know, changing up priority lists. Um, with that, some things got in the shuffle. So some of the things that we've been working on, some things we can look to do is one, um, our association health plan bill. We fully expect a vote to be happening on that, um, hopefully as soon as mid-September, maybe a little bit later, but uh, we're looking on a confirmation there. Um, something we're very active in for some time now, and we've uh, heard there's going to be a vote on soon, is a piece of legislation regarding the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. What that did at a very high level is the governor brought Pennsylvania into a group um, with other northeastern states that kind of dictates, it does dictate, to be honest, uh, energy levels. Right now, uh, Pennsylvania's energy consumption is 51% less um, in your monthly costs than those states currently in that partnership. We feel bringing in that partnership will raise energy costs on employers, will raise in, uh, energy costs on, employ- or, uh, on individuals. And so this is one of the ways that we're advocating to stop that. We're saying no, no new taxes. We need to keep uh, Pennsylvania's business competitiveness the best we can. And this is one way we're going to do that. A couple other things coming up, both federally and state, is business liability. Quick plug to our business magazine. If you don't get a subscription to that every month, make sure you check it out. You can get a uh, a free one online every month. little plug there, but uh, I, I definitely encourage you to sign up for our hard copy. It's really nice, great thing to put out in your lobby uh, or your waiting room. <clears throat> in that, we uh, our recent On the Hill article featured the business liability, and we've been working with groups all across the state and honestly across the country on business liability protections. And what that specifically is, is regarding the COVID uh, situation in which we find ourselves. There's been already several hundred cases in Pennsylvania where the trial lawyers are looking to sue these small businesses for just about anything they can wrap their, uh, their hands on. So we're trying to say, hey, employers are doing what they should be doing. They're following the rules. They're doing the protective equipment. They're doing their screenings. They're doing their temperature checks. Folks are wearing masks. Please do not hurt our business climate already than it is for those who are trying to do the right thing. This doesn't help people doing, you know, bad actors. This is specifically helps those employers 
who are trying to do the right thing. They just want to provide a living wage for their employees and, and help, you know, uh, give a better, you know, help our communities out. So that's another big thing that we're working on that we also expect to see some uh, legislative moving uh, come this fall. And I guess the last one I'll say is something that we're active working on right now that we also expect to see some movement on is expanding bu uh, building capacity legislation. Um, this kind of teased me up for the next point, but right now we're still under emergency declaration of, uh, order by the governor. That emergency disaster declaration gives the governor kind of unchecked powers. And the Supreme Court, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, recently uh, voted that they agreed with that. So it kind of takes away the checks and balances, if you will, of the legislature. The legislature is almost sitting on their hands here without any real authority to make any inroads to help the businesses. This piece of legislation will push back in the sense that instead of having 25% capacity at both restaurants, capacity of places like the association here where we do a lot of trainings, things like that, if we open up to 50% capacity, we'll be able to allow more trainings here. Um, other organizations and community events could be a little bit larger. Um, again, while maintaining all PPE, while maintaining all safe practices, no one's trying to get rid of that. We're just trying to be reasonable um, in our approach as restaurants right now. Um, as it stands right now, there was a report by the Pennsylvania Restaurant Association that 60% of restaurants at the end of the year will likely uh, be no more if these 25% capacity remains in place. It's just not uh, sustainable. Gotcha. So I know, Jezri, a lot of a lot of what we, what, the role we play is to, to kind of serve as the conduit to help employers understand the pending uh, regulations and, and, and issues, but we also serve as a conduit to help the, the legislators to understand the impact of some of the things that they're considering and, and helping the legislators to understand from a regulation standpoint, they don't need to be overreaching. The employers are doing everything they can to function in a safe manner. Same thing with taxes, to understand the ramifications of those potential taxes. So our primary focus over the years has been reasonable regulations and reduced business taxes to yeah. help our members to be able to be successful and in turn um, compensate their employees and take care of their customers. So it's been an ongoing battle and challenge since 1905 and it will continue to be. And part of that is because the legislature turns over so you need to continue to educate sure. them. And, uh, and and involve our, our area employers. You've hit on a few of the recent things that are going on. Are there some other things that you'd like to share with our listeners, things that are happening right now that we're actively involved in? Right, and so very significantly, you know, as we record this, it just happened, and by the time you hear it, there's more going on. Um, House Resolution 836 in the Pennsylvania General Assembly, what that would have done was effectively end the emergency declaration order, which just gives kind of the governor that unchecked powers that we just spoke about. Um, when that ends, a lot of the rules that came with it would go away too, but there's a lot of backfill legislation looking to kind of still allow the safeguard pieces to ensure safety still happening, to ensure bad actors aren't acting in that way. Well, they just had a put up for a vote. It did, uh, in the I apologize, the governor vetoed it, so the legislator went to override that veto. Um, they were unsuccessful. They, they missed it by a few votes. So unfortunate news for those businesses that are struggling, that are looking for some hope. I, ha I have a little bit of hope for you is that uh, on September 15th, it's on the schedule that they will have another vote to try and whip some of those votes that went the other way. So this is very important. If you live in a district 
and your legislator voted against this veto override, you need to contact your House member and say, hey, this is how this is affecting me. We need help now. If you need help with that, please contact our office. You can email myself at jfriend at mbausa.org. I'd love to connect you, and I'd love to help you make that conversation happen. And we're continuing to advocate to uh, make that a reality. Let's, Jezri, in, in, uh, we've got about three or four minutes here yet um, in our conversation for our time. Let's elaborate on that. So when we talk about the value of getting an employer in connected with a legislator, legislature, legislative, excuse me, can you share with our listeners some examples of how we do that? I mean, yeah. in, in one way it may be a phone call, in another way it may be face-to-face, but there's a variety of things that, that we do to bring those two groups together. And, and Absolutely. can you share with our listeners a little bit about Yeah, that? and I'll say, one, don't be intimidated. They're just people, and as my colleague likes to say, is they're kind of an empty jar that just needs information filled because they do get hit by so many people, and kind of the squeaky wheel gets the oil uh, principle kind of is, rings true here. Whoever is in front of their face and giving them the information, otherwise they may not know anything about it. A mm-hmm. um, couple of ways we do that is, you know, as simple as we'll organize a, a meet with, with the legislator. A lot of times legislators like to come to your place of business and learn about what you do. It's a great opportunity for both of you to learn. Um, but we also hold events here, um, specifically kind of not just uh, for issue-based or policy reasons, um, we like the member, our membership to be informed of who's running for office and, and give you a very fair um, bipartisan opportunity to learn more about that. And as an example, on October 8th, we'll be hosting uh, Heather Heidelbaugh. She is an attorney out of Pittsburgh running for attorney general for the state right now. We're trying to get uh, Josh Shapiro, her counterpart, who is the current attorney general here as well, that's pending. Um, a couple other opportunities that was coming up. Um, we're looking to host a couple debates for some campaign for some elections coming up as well. Um, this is something we regularly do during campaign season. It's not uncommon. And when it's not campaign season, we do bring in legislators to speak directly to the membership or try and organize visits and tours for legislators to meet directly with our members as, um, as they reach out to us. It's very common. Good stuff. I know we, again, we have done the one-on-one. We have done small groups, especially during what we've been experiencing with the COVID here recently due to the restrictions and we have done some larger group group uh, briefings and and sessions and that sort of stuff and I know uh, during this period you guys have leveraged the the webinars the virtual formats yeah. as well what are a couple of examples that you've done along those lines well one really good example I know we're coming to the top of our time here is um, we were able to speak directly with the Secretary of Economic Development he's the guy who made the business closure rules back in the spring um, we were amongst the first group, uh, business group that is, to speak directly through a webinar with him um, through that kind of format. But then also in the webinar format, mm-hmm. we just recently had both Senator Michelle Brooks and Representative Valerie Gatos um, from the Mercer and Pittsburgh areas respectively speak directly uh, to our membership about association health plans. We had a really great turnout. A lot of members showed up for it. They were able to ask direct questions from the comfort of their office or their home on saying, hey, what's really happening with association health plans? Where do we stand with them and what can we expect? Um, And you can check that webinar out online on our website. My last quick plug is we have a brand new government affairs website. I am so excited about it. Check it out, guys. Go to our website, mbausa.org. Click on the government affairs tab. 
you can follow everything we do right there. There will be constant updates on legislation we're pushing, things we're up to, the last event, and events that's coming up that you can uh, participate in. Good stuff. And that is open to the general public. If, uh, Absolutely. When it does come to member support, it's direct support. So, Jezri, great stuff, as always. Thank you so much for joining us and for keeping us updated. Um, to our listeners, want to thank you for joining us again for today's program. This is John Cray and the business today with the NBA on Money Radio WPSE signing off.